Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for DFS with Fields of Fantasy, and it is week 16, only three weeks left of the regular season for your DFS Sunday slate action. So make sure this week you get yourself involved with the Fields of Fantasy contest over at DraftKings, $5 buy-in, top three payout as always. And yeah, you haven't got long to get those chicken winner-winner chicken dinners, so get that winner-winner turkey dinner ready for Christmas. Um, and that'll help you out with all those Christmas funds. So get involved. And of course, big well done to our uh, top three this well, last week, King Aaron 929 with 188.22, 10 points ahead of second. It looked like last week the the uh, Ram stack was the stack you had to have within your lineups to uh, to make the difference. Um, he didn't actually have Cup, though, did he? Yeah, he had Cup. He had Cup, Williams and Stafford all taking home approximately 80 points, which, you know, is a bit of a, uh, a difference maker. And then had the right assets around them, like Reed, Rice, and Joku, with that massive twenty nine point four, which probably was the difference maker for him um, getting the win rather than being in the top three. So a very interesting week, as I said. The Rams definitely were uh, the team to look at, and the Bills um, Cowboys game was probably a bit of a trap game as well. Um, not high scoring as we thought. Bills defense not falling apart, Dowie, um, and you had the likes of. All, all, all the Cowboys assets hardly scored anything because of it. And actually, the Bills assets were the, like, Diggs, Allen. They didn't do particularly well either because it was just give it to Cook and then Cook on the run game. Um, so it was an interesting week. But looking at this week, it is a slightly... Well, it's a bit of a cheaper slate this week. There's not as many games you look at and think two big, big teams going against each other should be high scoring like we thought the Bills... Um, Cowboys slate, uh, Cowboys game was going to be, um, and a lot of cheaper assets. There's not as many expensive assets. You look at the quarterbacks, the cheapest quarter, uh, well, the most expensive quarterback this week, seven thousand nine hundred. Um, so none above eight thousand this week. The most expensive running back, which is even more mad, I think, is seven thousand four hundred. The most expensive running back on this slate is Rashad White. Um, he's definitely earned that with his consistency over the last five, six, seven weeks. Um, but it's just interesting that we've got this slate. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how everybody's teams come together because we're going to have a lot more money to spread without having to spend much money on our like on our main big assets within our teams. And and wide receivers, you know, that's where the big assets are, you know, Hill Lamb. Brown and Jefferson still only 8,100. Um, so I don't know how you see the slate. Are there any games, Dowie, that you look at on this slate and think, yeah, I really fancy trying to get a lot of my assets involved in my lineup? You know what? I, I, I'm I in agreement with you with a lot of it. There's not many I fancy. I do quite like the Cardinals and the Bears as a game to shimmy away from. I don't think many people will target that one. Mm. But I do always think sometimes two poor teams, high-scoring games, you know, they're playing for nothing, Cardinal. It can be, and we've seen Bears games going quite high scoring recently. Anyway, haven't we? And, and uh, you know what, Justin Fields, Kyle, Kyle, Kyler Murray, two of the most exciting quarterbacks, aren't they? So there's going to be plenty of rush side, hail Marys, you know these big throws. I, I really like it. 
yeah, definitely. Um, the other one I quite like is Detroit, Minnesota. I think they're both two teams that, uh, you know, are, are playing for those playoff spots and Detroit and Minnesota are both, you know, capable of some good, good offensive flair question mark, obviously around how good the Minnesota offense could be with, uh, Nick Mullins and, and both defenses have been poor this season. Their secondary in particular, they can be picked off. So I quite like that game. I think that could be high scoring. I could quite easily see them both having to chase each other throughout the game and potentially a little bit of a shootout. And obviously it's a dome game as well, um, which does uh, help as well. And obviously just check on that weather maybe in Arizona, Chicago, because it's down for rain. So it might be a slippery game. Uh, it might be harder for players to catch the ball. But apart from that, it is a bit of a stinky slate. And what about this Dallas Miami game? It's the one game on the slate where we've got attacking talent that we and two teams we probably everybody's looked at and thought they've done well so far this season. But do you see that as a game to target, or do you think it could be a trap game like the Buffalo uh, Dallas game? I think games? it's a trap game. I love the Dolphins' offense, but I don't ever love them when they play a decent defense. No, the Cowboys' defense is legit. I know the Bills had a lot of success, but. You know what? They you have these games in the NFL consistently. The Cowboys' D has been brilliant, and I think you can also say consistently Miami's offense has been poor against a good defense. So it's not. This is one week I actually probably avoid these Miami targets. Look, you know, every week it's easy to say most uh, Waddle Hill A Chain Tua, but this is one I probably stick away from. It'll probably be a massive shootout now. I said that, but. It's not. It's not one I'm looking at with a price point. It's not what I fancy. No, I, th- I think I probably agree, but I think there is some uh, areas you can probably, if you think it's going to be a bit of a trap game, then there may be some areas you can try and target within the game. Um, but we'll get into that, I think, when we speak about running backs. Right, as always, we like to go through uh, all the different positions uh, that you can select on your DFS contest. And we always start with uh, the big position itself, quarterback. Dowie, are there any quarterbacks that you fancy this week? I know it's a poor, poorer selection than we're used to, um, but are there any that are uh, like, poking out for you and thinking, yeah, I'm going to go there? Yeah, Kyler Murray, 6,400. He's the one I have my eye on. Now, since he's been back, I think he started off pretty good. I think he had 20 points, 18 points, 25 points. Last couple of weeks have been slow. I do like him against the Bears. Um, I think he's just one. I, I think this is a shootout game. I know you mentioned the weather, so this is that's one point you're going to have to look at now. But I don't know. I think it, at 6,400, 20 points will be easy leave for him. Because you have that rushing upside, which always is an added benefit, isn't it, with a, a quarterback? Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, if it is raining, then it's, he's more likely to keep the ball in his hand, isn't he? So... And you know he's got a big arm, it's hasn't he? Side. Yeah, he's got a big arm if it's not raining and he's still going to go for those like, big passes like if it's raining forget, or not. People forget Kyler Murray's in the top 10 quarterbacks. You know, like, it's just his attitude it stinks, doesn't it, what puts people off? But mm. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Yeah, definitely. And One other thing I would say is, uh, I believe, um, there's only two teams that haven't conceded rushing touchdowns, though two quarterbacks, one of those being the uh, Chicago Bears. So uh, read as that as you broken. 
That is that is true. That is true. Um, and, and I think I believe it's they've conceded the less running rushing yards uh, to quarterbacks as well. But um, but I, I can easily see that one being a bit of shootout. And we know we've, what we've seen quite often. I think a, a, a few times this season, you know, particularly against none of the elite opposition when the Bears play, you know, that second to lower tier uh, teams, they quite often build up a lead and then throw it away and the and the opposition team chase it pretty much in the second half and then peg them back and beat them. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears go up against the Cardinals, you know, by two scores and, you know, the Cardinals then come back and, and, and win it and Murray would have to be heavily involved in that probably in the passing game by chasing it and then all of a sudden you've got Murray scoring a lot of points so I don't mind him at all um, I find it hard this week is obviously if you know the two expensive quarterbacks are both in that Dallas-Miami game and I don't know if I really want to invest in either of them Um so I'm probably going to avoid them if, I'm, if I am completely honest but the quarterbacks I do like um I do like Flacco, that he's in a very, very important game. And Cleveland against Houston, both teams trying to secure some playoff action in the postseason. Um, so we know they're both fighting for it and whoever's behind is going to be chasing it. Um, Flacco, of course, um, has been, a, I wouldn't say a revelation, but can you really believe the amount of points he's been scoring uh, each week for the last three weeks? 17, 25, 22. This and again, it is. like you, you wouldn't have thought that, would you, when he, when he was coming in? You probably thought, oh, the Brown season could be over here. The only thing that's going to save him is their defence. But no, Flacco's been the hero. They, they look have better. looked better. They have looked better. Flacco's looked much better. Um, maybe just a 250 million pound contract. Yeah. Watson's, you know, allegedly, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say, uh, he should just be there. done. He should just be getting done for rub down. He should get get it done for daylight robbery. Sure. Um, so I, I, I quite like that game. Uh, Houston themselves obviously have conceded, you know, around 19 points on average to quarterbacks. I think that's highly achievable. And I think this week it's, uh, if you can get yourself a cheaper quarterback, you can get yourself some nice assets throughout the rest of your team. I mean, I, I, I'd be half tempted as well. And if, if you think that Detroit-Minnesota game is going to be a, a bit of a shootout, why not go Mullins? And, you know, I think if he if it is a, sh- a bit of a shootout, Mullins has got to score 15 points-ish. I don't I, His ceiling probably is, isn't going to be much more than 20, if I'm completely honest. But again, at 5,300, it gives you that opportunity to uh you know spread that love across the rest of your team the alternative though what do you think of goth this week i i like i like going with the lions i do i, I you i always think they're fantasy relevant weekly now i know they have them lower scoring weeks but yeah goth's just that solid pick isn't it like lions and dolphins are probably my favorite two teams to go to in uh in dfs yeah and you got the likes yeah, well, he had 31 points last week, uh, five passing touchdowns. Um, and that's what they're going to need against this Minnesota. That's what they're going to target, surely, because, as I say, Minnesota is just not very good against you passing know, games. To say you could just go Guff and St. Brian every week, stack. It's, it's, it's You're going to win at some point. 
you're probably going to win at some point. I mean, if you had, if if that was on the slate last week, you'd been happy. That was against Denver as well. It's been mm-hmm. probably defensively quite sound uh, with the revival over their win streak, and obviously the uh, Lions came in and destroyed that. But I think it's harder to pick them out. I think the quarterbacks. There's there's, there's nothing that's particularly standing out as yeah. yeah that's the guy I mean the other put um or back you maybe uh Mayfield against the Jags um nice I wouldn't mind that at six thousand Baker's on the best form of his life isn't it he is at the moment and again it's two teams that are fighting for playoffs I mean Jags are definitely not um in those playoffs anymore they need to win some games now and Tampa are coming and, and they they want to win the division so it's another game where a lot's on the line. Um, so I don't know what Tilo's uh, health is like, um, but he's in concussion protocol at the moment. So you never know. Um, the Jags might struggle next week if they don't have Tilo. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, I think quarterback, it's it, it's not where I want to stick my money because I'm not certain on any of them. So I'm probably going to try and stick my money in other positions. Are there any other quarterbacks you like? No, mate. Like I say, Kyler Murray. And uh, he is the guy for me this week. Murray till you die this week, then. Murray till I die. Yeah, nice. Right, let's move on to running backs then. Um, we, as I said we earlier on when we were talking about the Miami-Dallas uh, game, I think one area you could particularly, if you think that's going to be a bit of a trap game, maybe, you know, invest in one of those Miami running backs, potentially, Mostert or, or A-Chan, either or. Um, we know they can both score those 20-point-plus games. Uh, they're two of the four most expensive running backs on this slate. Um, and we just saw what is capable um, of this Dallas defence when uh, you just want to run through them. And, and if you think it's going to be, two is not going to be able to get many passing yards, they're going to go through most of it HN. And actually, we've seen it all season. They can just run a game out whenever they like with those two and get stupidly... Uh, high scoring points and I believe this could be another week to do it I, we both think it's a trap game so if you're going to invest in that game that's probably where I would invest um, but I can see a lot of people going to her and Hill anyway but just because you know there's no one else to spend on quarterbacks and then you're going to well, if you're going to it, you're going to go Hill aren't you but um, what running backs do you like? Um, so I was looking and I was going down the list and the first Matchup I really liked for a high end running back was Derek Henry, yeah, Now, I think after last week he got five points. So you know when a, when a player has a bad week, they'll they'll all be like Henry's past it now. You know he's gassed. Is that? But people forget in the last three games he's had twenty, twenty five, and eighteen points. Seahawks are not good against the run. And we all know Titans' offense runs through Henry. So soon as they get up to you know that ten yard line, you know he's getting them carries to the end zone. So six thousand eight hundred, I quite like his price. If I'm looking in the bargain basement, now this one is all on the injury report. You've really got to watch it. Trey Sermon four thousand eight hundred. Now Zach Moss's shoulder is um making him highly doubtful for the game. He come off um. And uh, he's looking 50-50 for the game. So, Sermon is one of them. If Moss is fit, don't touch, don't touch Sermon. 
But uh, we've seen when Moss went out, he had 18 carries for 88 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're paying 4,800 and you're getting that type of return, it's good value, isn't it? Yeah. All all, is, if he finds the end zone, you know, you're laughing. it's money. You're laughing. So he, I agree. So that, but that's all on Zach Moss. Yeah, I think it's definitely one to watch. And if Zach Moss isn't playing Sermon 100%, because uh, 4,800's a bargain for any Colts running back, because that's what they're set up to do. That's what they're good at. Um, and for a person that's collected Zach Moss cards and watched them at the Bills, his success at the Colts is solely down to the fact that he's got some, some decent guys up front doing the work for and creating those gaps um, I think as long as you're a relatively good running back which you should be if you're in the NFL uh, you should do well at the Colts and as I say 4,800 you don't need huge points 15 points is yeah all you need and easily easily uh, achievable in that Colts team yeah. um, if I'm looking at the slate then I don't I agree I also like Deza Um I am now, even though the Falcons have um, a nice uh, matchup themselves against the Colts, I wouldn't go near Bijan. Um, it is a difficult one this week. And it's not that many I like. I think you've pretty much picked the ones I do like. But one player I, w- I would like um, is uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, I think he's more than capable of going against that uh, Panthers defence and getting some uh, good work on the ground and some pass-catching work as well. Um, he hasn't had many big games uh, this season, but he started the season well, didn't he, before he got injured. And injuries have been a bit of a problem, got him out of quite a few games. But I think he's got the capability of, you know, getting you towards those 20 to 25 points. But it, the ceiling's just probably not there for him. But the man I like more than anyone on the slate is the most expensive running back because he's Mr. Consistent. I mean, you look at what he's been scoring uh, this season from game week seven. He's gone 16, 18, 28, 18, 18, 16, 20, 24, 22. That's nine weeks running. He's basically at 15 to 25 points. And most of those have been like 17 above. I just think that's incredible consistency for only 7,400, which is cheap for the most expensive running back on the slate. Um, And he's just been growing throughout this season. And he's that number one asset at the moment in that Tampa uh, offense. And I think in a game where you're not really having to spend much money in other positions, um, and even in the running backs, you don't really need to spend that much money. That's probably, if I'm going to spend money, uh, I probably would pick him. I think he might be highly owned, to be completely honest. But um, yeah, I'll probably go with him. But if you want to pivot, maybe go towards those Henrys or um, those Sermons. Wide receivers then? Any wide receivers you like? There's two I really like. So at the higher, higher end, DK Metcalf, 6,700. I love the matchup for him. He can bully that Titan secondary. We all know Titan secondary isn't the best. He's, he's he has a massive boom games as well, doesn't he? DK, you know, like them big high yeah. scoring. So I think this is a perfect matchup for him. 
if I'm looking at the lower end scale, if I'm trying to save some money and I'm going to take a gamble, Jameson Williams, 3,700. He hasn't done a lot, but he, he gets about 50 yards a game. And if he can find the end zone in a high scoring matchup against the Vikings, pays his value off, doesn't it? 3,700. Maybe he finds you 15 points, you know, good value. So he's the one I really like lower end. Yeah, I, I, I like James Williams. I think there is some potential there. It's just, it, it's one of those where you're not talking much money. It? it is a gamble. I mean, he could easily go for no points or one reception for twelve yards or something like that, and that's all he gets all game. Um, I, I, I think this is the area where I'm probably going to spend money. Um, I'm going to go Amaroff, say Brown. I think if you go in hard on that Detroit Minnesota game. Um, I'm going to pick one out of the two of St. Brown and Jefferson. There's only $100 between them. I'll go in St. Brown just because the quarterback situation is better for him than it is for Jefferson. Um, Jefferson, by far, obviously the better talent. But when you've got Goff throwing to you rather than Mullins, I think that makes a bit of a difference. Um, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be too adverse to having both. I might like put both all my eggs in that basket. Um, I like just that game in general. I think it's one I'm going to target hugely. Um, I quite obviously like Mike Evans. If you're high on Baker, um, you know, if Baker's going to have a good game, Evans is going to have a good game, isn't he? You know, every time Baker has a good game, Evans has scored a touchdown. He's been in the end zone quite a lot this season. Uh, I believe, you know, around 10 to 11 times this season off the top of my head. And 7,600 seems a good return. He's quite often got towards those 25, 30 points. And against Jags, I think he can easily achieve that. And again, it is going to be an interesting matchup where both teams are, you know, they've got the playoff football on the line. So absolutely, I'm going to invest in in that game as well. Um, I agree again with Metcalf. The mid-tier this week, I'm not as, you know, sure on anybody. Um, you know, one person I've been consistently investing every single week recently is Jaden Reed. He's got some question marks around him. He got some. He, I think he got a toe injury during uh, the Bucks game, so he may. I may pick him just because I think uh, he seems quite important within that Packers offense to do well at the moment if he's fit. Um, and I may even pick uh, Noah Brown again, depending on the. Uh, fitness uh, of, of the other assets within the Texans game. But even if, I mean, is Stroud fit now? That's the question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I, I, I think he might be missing another game. And that's when you go, actually, I don't want to spend money in that Texans offense. If Stroud's not there, I'm not going anywhere near it, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be interested. Um, so for me, I, I don't really like the mid-tier as much um, this week. I think the way this, the slate's been set up is you can spend less money across your quarterbacks and your running backs and probably spend a bit more money within your wide receivers. And it, as out of those expensive ones, you mean you can you can spend more money on Lamold Hill, but um I think I can see Detroit, Minnesota being a higher scoring game than that Dallas Miami game. So that's why I'm probably more likely to take a Brown or a Jefferson. But that's my thoughts on wide receivers. Um any other thoughts? No, I actually, you know what, I do quite like the Jags and a uh, Tampa matchup. Actually, I think that could be a bit more high scoring. And I was thinking about it, just Baker, Matt, Baker and Evans could be a good stack to have. Yeah, definitely. And even and if you want to pivot Godwin, because now and then he he yeah. he at some point he's got to be a pivot, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Should we move on to tight ends? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually spending money on tight ends this week. Oh, $5,700. That's a lot of money for a tight end, but I'm going Trey McBride. Lovely. You know, he's broke out, hasn't he, this year? He's Cardinals mm-hmm. wide receiver one. I'm so high on Murray. So you've got to stack him with his main guy. Uh, he's coming up 112 yards and 89 yards a game before. You know, he's putting up that yardage. If he sees the end zone, boom, that's a big tight end score. I mean, yeah, he's he's he's, he's most definitely the number one target for him. It quite easily becoming wide receiver one, isn't he, for, yeah. for Murray? Um, I think we all thought, you know, going into last season, uh, coming from the draft, that he definitely had the talent to be a very, very, very uh, well-involved wide receiver, uh, tight end in, 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 in the NFL within passing games. And he's definitely showed it over the last, I don't know, half of the season, hasn't he? And yeah, he's been a bit of a revelation in the Cardinals' offence because they haven't had much going. And with uh, Kyler Murray back, um, McBride's absolutely flown. Um, some other tight ends. I mean, you could always go in Joku again. He's against the, the Texans again, a team that's not very good against tight ends. Um, I, I, you know, they, they've whacked Tyler Kraft's uh, price up by 700 this week, so I'm probably not going to go there again this week. Um, uh, to be honest, that's all I, I, I'm, I'd rather spend money this week. I'm in a complete agreement. I'd much rather spend money this week. And I think I think McBride and Njoku look like the two I really like. I don't think the matchups are there as much for the others. You can always go for a Atlanta tight end, but which one's going to be the one that goes off? Um, Pitt seems to get more of the uh, receptions at the moment, but then all of a sudden, I'm sure they'll give it to Smith this game. But it's, it is hard to read for the rest of the tight ends. But I think as we're not spending as much money on quarterbacks and running backs... I agree. Spend some money on tight ends this week. 100%. Right, DSTs then. Um, this should be an interesting one. What DSTs do you like? I quite like New York Jets. 3,100. I think that's quite cheap. And uh, I think in the ga- they're playing a game against uh, Washington who, who mm. allow a lot of sacks, interceptions. I just I really like the Jets D against them. A team who you can force mistakes of. That's where you get your points from. Yeah, 100%. I, I think they're the one that looks at me on this slate and think that's the one to go for, you know, 30th opposition rank, uh, the Jets eight and a half average per week. So you wouldn't, you know, you're looking at that thinking we should get close to 10 points plus in the, for, for the Jets against Washington. No, it's 3,100. Um, it's not a lot of money, is it? No, it's not. I mean, out of the cheap, well, out of the cheaper, you know, two and a half to 3,100, well, they just seem the one that stands out. Um, None of the others do. Uh, I mean, we've said, you know, if you're high on the Chicago-Arizona uh, game, you're not going to bet against that Chicago offence. I mean, but you could do and, and and put in the Cardinals if you think you want to pivot away from that um, in some of your lineups. And then the expensive ones, obviously, um, you've got the Packers, the Colts, the Commanders. Uh, they've all got good matchups, hence why they're more expensive. Um, I actually wouldn't, I think the Texans on this slate are uh, that you, you know you look at them twenty seventh opposition rank for Cleveland, but I think that is easy for someone to look at DraftKings and think, oh, I might go Texans then. But actually, what you're not taking into account is 
since Flacco's been in, uh, the Cleveland offense has actually been firing. So the likelihood of so well that twenty seven proposition went skewed by all of the uh, performances from the Browns up until Flacco's come in really. So it, it's not an accurate representation of that Browns offense at the moment, I don't think. Um, so I would not be going for the Texans defense. Um, you know, the other team that actually I quite like on this slate is uh, the Seahawks. Uh, I think that is a interesting DST, obviously against the Titans, who are very, very unsure of their quarterback situation. Um, I believe Levis is out, uh, but he's not practicing uh, anyway. Yeah, Levis is out. I think it'll be Tannehill. He's out, out. So it's going to be Tannehill. Or they could Tannehill's. gamble with Willis. I mean, they could gamble with Willis. They're going to try things They're out. They're going to get nothing from playing Tannehill, are they? He's gone now. Like... Yeah, I mean, he was pretty non-existent, wasn't he, start of the season. Um, and, and Titans were a team you could target with the DSTs. And I think, again, this could be a situation where you could use those that Seahawks DST. Um, and we know the Seahawks are capable of making defensive plays. They've not that been that consistent uh, as, as, as they have been through past seasons. Um, but they've had three three scores this season over 10. And they did have that 30-pointer uh, against the New York Giants in week four. Um, I think it's a game where they can quite easily keep the Titans score down so it's all about really how many um, how many interceptions, sacks, and if they can get a pick six, and if they can get you know towards those fifteen points for a DST, it'd be perfect. Um, so I think those them or the Jets are quite like. I think they're both well priced, especially for the opposition against. Okay, any other DSTs or you happy yeah, with that, mate? I think you've covered it there, mate. Excellent, excellent. Well, of course, make sure you get your teams in for this week and see if you can beat the likes of me, Dowie, as Riku, and all the rest of the fantasy team and the leaders within our league. $5 buying link is in the description. And of course, make sure you don't forget that we are now uh, up for an award, believe it or not. Yay. We are up for, within the, sportcast, the Sports Podcast Awards, the Fields of Fantasy are in the 2024 Best Fancy Betting and Gaming Podcast. So please, 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 as a, you know, a fan podcast or the fan, yeah, give us those early Christmas presents and please vote. Link for that is also in the description where you can vote for us. We'd really appreciate it. We're we're up for the award with some big hitters like the FPL podcast itself. Um, Fantasy footballers. Yeah, and, you know, up with the likes of Fabiano so you, you you can just if you can give us your support we'd much appreciate it um, we've been doing this for a year now and uh, we've been doing it more as a, a hobby rather than anything else and we're trying to be authentic as we can and we've enjoyed we've enjoyed the last two seasons and to be up for an award um, we're really grateful and your support would be amazing so if you could vote for us and of course mainly join the league that would be absolutely fantastic and for me and Dowie, Felice Navidad. <laughs>